0: Here a rose
1: list if you would and um, we had 81 this morning which isn't too bad for a holiday weekend and uh, we had one first time visitor even this morning and we've been praying about several things I believe my son Andrew has a job now for the summer and so we praise the Lord for that And uh, Peter is moved into the apartment, getting everything ready for Jason to come on Wednesday night, Lord willing, so we thank the Lord for his provision there, and we have a plumber. And uh, we've been praying about this for a very long time, so uh, you'll forgive my exuberance, but uh, uh, this is something, and the plumber is actually talking about. Working with us and helping us figure this thing out, and and I I just like what I'm hearing, and so just want to praise the Lord. And uh, also, I'll just praise the Lord once again for last Sunday was absolutely incredible, beyond my imagination. So praise the Lord for that. And I I just got a um, booklet today that everybody signed, and I have not even had chance to read through that yet, but I'm I'm going to, looking forward to it. So. Any other praises? Now, here's something we can do. Andrew, you got long legs. Um, let's see if there's any battery left in this thing at all. This is something we're going to have to do. Can you turn this one on, Brother Zach? And uh, if you have a praise, Andrew will bring the mic around. And you don't have to hold it real close, but, you know, six, eight inches. Okay, Miss Frieda's hands up first.
0: Praise the Lord that uh, we're living in the best country on earth, and praise the Lord for the men and women who died serving this country and the ones that are still serving today.
1: Amen. Uh, Miss Rita.
0: I want to praise the Lord for uh, Ricardo's doing the treatment and he's having a good response to it, even though he's feeling very sick.
1: (laughs) Okay. Praise the Lord. Ricardo's having a good response to his treatment okay
0: I praise the lord for his love and for his provision
1: amen all right uh, let's get miss rosemary then peter how about you walk a little forward so we don't have so far to go there
0: i want to praise the lord that I have a home church here and I truly believe that it's meant for me to be here and the lord knew what he was doing and I'm just happy for my church my church family and I'm so grateful to the lord for what I've learned these uh, two years and I thank the Lord that you that he's anointed you with
1: with scripture Amen um, I just want to praise praise the Lord myself personally for finding an apartment so close to the church it's already been a huge blessing and it's really nice a lot better than I deserve I know and I also want to thank the Lord for email especially now with uh, Chelsea in Moscow it's been a huge blessing to be able to stay in pretty Good communication, so I
0: praise the Lord for that.
1: I was wondering if that was His praise.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. uh, Let's do Esther.
0: Praise the Lord when we all went on the bone snow and was fell off and got hurt.
1: I have no idea. Oh, okay, as we were turning the ships that no one fell off the ladders. Yes, okay. Okay. They, they work very hard at this. Amen. Okay, Philip.
0: Praise the Lord that God gave us this church and uh, everything that's in this church.
1: Amen, yes. And uh, just to praise on when we went down to Staten Island, uh, there were all kinds of school groups in line. And uh, we began asking around trying to figure out what it was and we were told that only school groups were gonna be allowed on the ships that no individuals were gonna be allowed for hours. And uh, of course, this is New York, you never believe what you're told uh, because they don't know. And so I saw this guy walking by and he had a whole bunch of ribbons on his chest and I figured he ought to know something and I said, excuse me, sir. And he came over and I said, do you know what the, the guides are? I found out he was the commanding officer on the Coast Guard ship. He went and talked to somebody, came back He said, follow me. And he took us around the line and got us in to see the ships. And uh, otherwise, we'd probably still be standing in line out there. So, uh, no, not quite. But just thank the Lord that he worked all that out, that uh, we could actually see the boats while we had time to do it and the brother uh, Botokoff was in the navy and he just was so ecstatic that he got to see the ships and stuff before he left so praise the lord for that alright Stephen
0: my praise the lord that we're still living in a country that's still free despite all the things that people want to do and um, praise the lord
1: amen okay Uh, Miss Maria and then Rowena
0: I praise the Lord that um, my nephew, you guys have been praying for him and he has, uh, he was talking Ohio and they were very like, you know, you, you stay in one place that you don't know anybody, but the Lord provide for them in some way or another and provide for them people that guide them where to go for the mechanic, good mechanics, and they take, take Everything was taken care of. They get the money to get, um, you know, pay for the stuff, and they safely now in South Dakota,
1: okay. uh, North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Miss Ro- Oh, okay. I just want to praise the Lord that we have the liberty to uh, open up the Bible, uh, the King James Bible, and that we have that freedom to read the Word in our private time and openly in public if we desire to and for right now we're not being harassed or or coming against uh, for having the word of god as our guide and having the lord jesus Christ as our lord and savior so to him be the glory and the honor and the praise amen okay
0: i want to praise the lord for his faithfulness and goodness and for allowing brother Ding to get
1: treatment. Amen. 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 All right. Any others? Okay. Uh, a- okay. Okay. Linda wants to praise the Lord that her mother was in services this morning, and she was here two weeks ago, and uh, has been praying for that for a very, very yes. long time, so praise the Lord. All right. Uh, Brother Ding. I praise the
0: Lord for the continuous protection to the congregation, as well by the leadership of our pastor, leading the way to be. today. Okay.
1: Okay, and then Brother Bojolo.
0: Uh I praise the Lord for uh, my brother, who was at the time that, uh, that uh, I've heard last um, uh, this week that. Uh, he is saved now, uh, oh, because amen. at the time I was I was uh, thinking that he was still uh, drunkard, because uh, I uh, I've known him for uh, drinking l- so much wine and while he while he uh, get into his work and then even uh, when he met his friends and then yes, uh, last week. I talked to um, my brother and just to inform him, to inform him about my sister was in the hospital. Uh, is in the hospital, and then I, he told me that uh, he's already uh, he attended the prayer for my for my sister, and then he said, "Are you saved?" And he said, "Yes, I'm already saved." He said, "Oh really I was, I'm so I was so happy and thank you the Lord. Lord for that.
1: While well, you're busy here, the Lord has His people working there. Amen? We'll praise the Lord for that. And also, just a quick report, those that prayed have prayed in the past have requested prayer for my brother Jim, who was in Baltimore. He was seeking a new pastorate, and in July he'll be moving to Massachusetts to take a new church up there. And so, the Lord has answered prayer. All right, anything else? A lot of praises tonight. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to thank You for each and every testimony that was made tonight. Lord, how we can see Your hand working. And we just praise You that our eyes can see these things. We thank You for the country that You have given us. The freedoms that we enjoy, Lord, let us never take them for granted, but let us understand that, it's not Congress or the president that gives us these freedoms. It is you, and we thank you for them, Lord. We thank you for working in different lives and and the testimonies that were given. And Lord, we just want to thank and praise you for being such a good God. In your name, we pray. Amen. Brother Franz, turn of one hundred and fifty-three. One fifty-three.
0: Jesus is coming again. Amen. 153. Marvelous message we bring, glorious carol we sing.
1: this time and if you need an outline uh, raise your hand I think there are a few more left and if there are not the master Philip just sit down learn to read first and then you can have an outline all right there we go and uh, we have started a series on our Sunday night time of the tabernacle and I want to do it a little differently than we have done it before and, and that is to divide it up into some capsules that uh, or snapshots we might say that we can see the picture and the type that is in the tabernacle every part of our Relationship with God is pictured. And let's just turn in our Bibles to Exodus chapter 27. And uh, here we'll have the directions for the building of uh, the altar. It is called the brazen altar. It is called the altar of burnt offering. And just simply the altar... Uh, in the scriptures, and verse 1 of Exodus chapter 27, it says, And thou shalt make an altar of shittim wood, five cubits long and five cubits broad. The altar shall be four square, and the height thereof shall be three cubits. And thou shalt make the horns of it upon the four corners thereof. His horns shall be of the same, and thou shalt overlay it with brass. And thou shalt make his pans to receive his ashes, his shovels, and his basins, and his flesh hooks, and his fire pans, and all the vessels thereof thou shalt make of brass. And thou shalt make of it a grate of network of brass, and upon the net shalt thou make four brazen rings in the four corners thereof, and thou shalt put it under the compass of the altar beneath, that the net may be even to the midst of the altar. And thou shalt make staves for the altars, staves of shittim wood, and overlay them with brass. And the staves shall be put into the rings, and the staves shall be upon the two sides of the altar to bear it. Hollow with boards shalt thou make it, as it was showed thee in the mount, so shall they make it. Okay. Let's see if we got a loose wire here. I'm playing with all the wires and nothing is making any noise, so I don't know what that is. Um, make a note. We'll change the frequency and see if that solves the problem. But uh, here is the instructions. Now, a cubit is simply this: it is the length from the elbow to the longest finger. It is about 18 inches is the standard measurement. Uh, I checked mine, and I'm almost 20 inches. Uh, I'm sure that Andrew's a little longer than that. Other people are much shorter than that. Uh, But the standard measurement would be about 18 inches. And so five cubits would work out to be about seven feet. And uh, it would be seven feet wide, seven feet deep, and four and a half feet. Um, Four and a half feet tall, three cubits. And uh, these boards were made out of shittim wood, as the Bible uses, or the modern term for the same tree is the acacia tree. And uh, it was one of the few uh, trees in, in that part of the world that was big enough to make lumber from. And uh, its wood, just its characteristics, it was a very tight grain, very hard wood. It was very resistant to rot. Uh, The wood was so hard, and it had oils in the wood that the insects would not like it, so you didn't have the problem with beetles boring into it and different things. And, And it was very resistant to water penetration and to rot. It was... Uh, very similar to what we used to have here in the United States called a chestnut tree. Uh, if you go into some of the older homes in Astoria, in the basement, the pillars that the houses build built on will be made of chestnut uh, because the wood does not rot. It is almost one of those forever kind of woods. And it wasn't until we had a... Um, um, Disease come through the nation in the 30s uh, or some type of specific insect. I can't remember what it was. And basically almost wiped out the chestnut tree population uh, here in the United States. Uh, but this acacia wood was very similar to that. And uh, so the, there were the boards that made up the altar. It was seven foot wide. On both sides, that's what the term four-square means. And uh, it had a horn on each one of the corners. Uh, Someone said the horns were a place where they could actually uh, lash or make the sacrifice so it would not slip off of the altar. Uh, I'm not quite sure that was the exact uh, meaning of that. But there was a brazen grate like a screen that was made, and it would be dropped inside the hollow part of the altar, and that's where the fire and the sacrifices were offered. And uh, how many of you have ever tried to start a fire out in the woods, and you set everything down on the ground and started a fire, and it smoldered and went out because you didn't have enough air coming in? Uh, underneath, Well, that problem would have been completely solved because the grate would have been free-floating inside the altar and the air would have been able to circulate down and around and keep the fire going. And uh, it would not have been like what happens sometimes on your grills when you open too much of the grate underneath and the, you get a sharp wind that blows all the heat right up through. Uh, It would have been a very controlled, it would have been a great, it was a a perfect plan for an altar. And then uh, the shovels and pans and all of the other items for service were made out of solid brass. And then there were two staves in the side that were made, put in the four rings on each of the corners so that the altar could uh, be carried. Remember, the entire tabernacle was movable. And, and so this was not just a, a, a little tiny thing. I mean, this was huge. It was four and a half foot high, so it had been about this tall. It was seven feet, which is just a little over what my wingspan is in both directions. Uh, you could have easily, on this brazen altar, put several dozen Parts or animals of the sacrifices, even at one time. And so, uh, and the place where the ashes were taken out, and all of this was all devolved. And the specifics I love the way the Bible puts this. Verse 8: As it was showed thee in the mount, so shall they make it. So, if someone comes up and says, Uh, and draws a picture of the brazen altar, what you're getting is you're getting guesswork. Uh, Other than it being hollow with boards with four horns on the corner and the dimensions, we're not exactly sure what it actually would have looked like. Uh, How many of you have ever tried to imagine something and then when you saw the real thing it was quite different than what you imagined? And uh, that's something we've all done. And so we have to be careful and, uh, because we do not know, but God has one of these in heaven. And he showed Moses the pattern on Mount Sinai. And he said, this is what I want it to look like. And so you could just imagine Moses with her and, uh, and the others that did the work on the building of the tabernacle say, no, I want it to look like this. Well, why? Because this is the pattern that God showed me. And so that was the tabernacle, I mean the altar there. Uh, Nothing extremely exciting here. Uh, But it was really the center of what went on at the tabernacle. Of course, we know the heart, the, the real center was the Ark of the Covenant and the mercy seat. But in the daily operation of the tabernacle this is where it started this is where it finished the brazen altar was the place of sacrifice all of the different offerings the burnt offerings if it was offered by fire to the Lord it was offered on the brazen altar now those sacrifices came various sizes, shapes Uh, It could be anything from a handful of flour offered on the altar to an entire bullock offered on the altar. Uh, There were many different sacrifices. You had the sin offering, the trespass offering, the peace offering, and the freewill offerings. These were the main types of the burnt offerings that were offered. Around the base of the brazen altar was when a sacrifice was offered, the priest would take a sharp knife and he would cut the juggler vein of that animal as it was held in place and he would gather the blood of that animal in a bowl. Now, you talk about a little lamb just a few days old, you might have a pint or, or a little bit more. You talk about a full-sized bullock, you, you would have a lot of blood, several gallons Uh, there, and they would take that blood and different things were done. Oftentimes they would dip their finger and they would lay blood on the four horns of the altar. But whatever was left over would be poured out at the base of the altar. And uh, I don't want to get too uh, Uh, morose or overly descriptive here but if you can imagine, this altar was made out of brass covered wood. It would get very hot with the sacrifices being offered on it and then that blood would be poured out at the base uh, of the altar. Also when a bird was offered and the references are in here they would take the crop or the the headpiece off the bird and the feathers, and they would put them on the east side of the altar where the ashes were. The parts that were not offered on the altar were poured out at the bottom of it. This was just part of the ceremony of the ark. Now, Leviticus 6 and verse 13 tells us that the fire was never to go out on the brazen altar. The first thing the priest would do in the morning is he would rake away the ashes from the evening sacrifice of the night before, and he would rekindle a fire using the fire that was already on there. How many of you have ever set up a fire that burned all night long? That, that is not the easiest thing in the world to accomplish. Uh, it takes a lot of wood. And that wood has to be put on in such a way that the wood that's there does not all burn to ashes before it starts the next piece of wood. And uh, that would take a slow, slow burning fire all night and that was part of the priest's job was to set up that fire in the evening. He would take from the embers of the fire that was there and kindle a new fire the next morning and he would also take those coals And they would be used on the golden altar to offer the incense that was there. Nadab and Abihu offered strange fire in Leviticus chapter 10. It gives us a story, verse 1 and following. And God killed them for offering strange fire for before the Lord. Our understanding from just history and what the Bible says... Was that this brazen altar? God started the fire at the foot of Mount Sinai, and according to Jewish tradition, that fire never went out until Nebuchadnezzar sacked the temple in 606 BC. That meant that fire was burning for about 1200 years. That's an amazing bit of history. The next fire was started when Zerubbabel and his people rebuilt the temple. And again, the historians claim that that fire never went out until Titus destroyed the city of Jerusalem in 70 A.D. So that would have been about 570 years that that fire burned. Almost 600 years. It's an amazing thing. And that fire was never, ever to go out. Now, it's types and pictures for us today. As we go through the tabernacle, different items in the tabernacle represent different things. And you have to be very careful preaching from type and picture. Uh, let's just turn it. Stay put. There we go. Um, that is radio interference, I promise you. No, it's not that. Um, but uh, we'll move on here. The As you're preaching from type and pictures, we must be very, very careful that we do not uh, allow our own imagination to make the picture itself. The way you can check yourself with Scripture is does your understanding or does your picture here follow through or does it contradict other parts? Uh, I've heard people say, well, the brazen altar is a picture of Christ's sacrifice on the cross. Well, the problem is that picture does not work. The writer of Hebrews tells us that Christ was offered without the camp. The offering on the Day of Atonement was offered without the camp. It was not burned on the brazen altar. The brazen altar was the daily sacrifice. It was in the city of Jerusalem. It was in the camp. It was something that was done every day. The brazen altar is a picture of the death of self. That's why Jesus said, take up His cross how often? Daily. How often are we to die to self? Every day. Now, one interesting thing that uh, we've brought out, wood, okay, is always the picture of the nature of man in the tabernacle. How do we know this? Because it follows through uh, the pictures, the table of showbread. Jesus said, I am the bread of life, wood, the nature of man. Gold, the nature of God. Is that not a picture of Jesus Christ? How about the golden altar of incense? Gold, the nature of God. Wood, the nature of man. Jesus said that He makes intercession for us on the right hand of the Father. The altar of incense is a picture of prayer. The Ark of the Covenant. His name is the Word. What was in the Ark of the Covenant? The Ten Commandments. These pictures follow through. Well, then what would brass be? Brass is always a picture of God's judgment in the Bible. Would the nature of man, how do we put these things together? The Christian life is taking God's judgment and encasing our life in it. If we allow God's judgment to control our lives, every part of it, every parcel of it, guess what the brass did with the wood? It protected the wood from the fire. Amen? Have you ever met anybody that understands about the death of self without using the Scripture? Uh, Normally, we put them in padded cells so they won't hurt themselves. I hate myself. I'm trying to kill myself. And so we have to protect them from themselves. How does the Christian get rid of self without harming himself? Ah, it's the judgments of God's Word that protect us from the fires that consume our ideas and our wishes and our plans and our hopes and our dreams as we surrender them all to god they are consumed upon the altar are we still together does that make sense to you are, are we following you see the picture fits the scriptures The brazen altar is a picture of our relationship to God. We encase ourselves or allow our lives to be controlled by the judgments of God. We take our ideas, our plans, and our wishes and allow them to be consumed upon the altar. And we can experience the death of self without hating ourselves like the mentally disturbed person does. And we're not here to make fun or to uh, minimize the torture that a mentally disturbed person goes through. What we're trying to say is God has made a way to protect you from that kind of mental torment. And that is the Word of God. Are we still? Okay, good, good. And we're going to try to get this thing uh, finished on time tonight because Joy has got to go down and, and teach in the team meeting tonight. The altar produced the coals. Now we have to look at the tabernacle in a little different light than most people want to look at it at. The ultimate product of the tabernacle as far as you went on a daily basis was the altar of incense and the incense that arose off the golden altar. The fire that burned the incense came from the brazen altar. The greatest thing you can do if you want to get close to God according to the tabernacle in the picture there, pray. But here's the problem. For we know not how to pray as we ought. Isn't that true? If we'll allow ourselves to live the picture of the brazen altar, guess what? The embers that it produces is the fire to the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man in James chapter 5. Do you know what the word fervent means? It means hot. The hottest part of the fire is not the flame. It's the embers. It's those coals that hold the fire underneath. And it is those coals that are produced by the consuming of ourselves, the total surrender of who and what we are, That fires the prayers that God not only wants to hear and be worshiped by, but He wants to answer that we may have joy. John chapter 16. The brazen altar is the death of self. It is when we find the death of self that we have the kind of prayers that God wants you and I to offer. This is just one part, and of course we have to uh, be careful here and not run this thing too far in the ground. Uh, like I heard a guy say one time, uh, "Well, the altar was four square. That means you need to be square in your dealings." I mean, let's let's just not go there. Uh, uh, what it's talking about here is the altar was made out of brass-covered wood. picture of the nature of man controlled by the judgments of God. When we find the death of ourself, we find protection from the fire that burns on the altar, and we also have the embers that are produced that give the fire to the altar of incense which pictures our prayer. Ask God to help you live the picture of the brazen altar this week. Surrender yourself. You say, well, how do I surrender myself? Well, it's real easy. You just find out what the Bible says and does it. And do it, not does it, excuse me. You just do what the Bible says. You know, the Bible will make many of your life's decisions for you. And as we follow that, we get rid of self, and we obey God. And that's what He wants for us to do. And all God's people said, Amen. Let's pray. Let's just have a moment here. Uh, We won't uh, play the piano or or anything. We'll just have a moment if somebody would like to pray at their seat or slip out even and spend some time at the altar. And we'll prepare our hearts. To get into the prayer time to follow, and let's take our prayer list, if you would, and, and look over it. I've I've tried to go through this thing and make sure that we have all current members here of the church. This is the fifth Sunday. And so what I figured we would do on the fifth Sunday is just uh, spend some extra time praying for the families in the church. Because this is where most of our prayer requests have have come from and do come from. And so I've tried to include some of the extra things here. If you would just, under Anita, uh, she called uh, this afternoon, could not make it to church tonight. She is um, having some health problems. So pray for Anita if you would. That God would give her strength. And um, then, most of you know, Brother Paul's got, uh, Paul Fazio has got a job and unspoken requests. Uh, Mariana is traveling to or just gotten to Romania. And um, so, pray for her over there. There's a lot of family issues she's trying to deal with. Uh, Mrs. Kim just had a pacemaker installed last week. And as far as I know, she is home from the hospital and doing okay. But just continue to pray for him, for her, excuse me. And uh, uh, most of the things, I talked to Brother George Pendergast this week. um, He is still recovering from knee surgery. He said he's going to be in bed about eight weeks. And so that's going to keep him in bed until the 1st of July. And I'll tell you what, if you're in bed eight weeks, you're going to have to do some therapy to learn how to uh, walk again and all these kinds of things. So uh, he is going undergoing therapy of uh, very different types and things, so keep him uh, in prayer if you would. And, of course, Ann has a lot of issues with health. And then... Um, just one extra request that would put on here at this time. if you just continue, if you just pray for uh, safe travel, as uh, Jason Emily and I drive back from Oklahoma, um, he's supposed to get the truck tomorrow afternoon or early Tuesday morning and load it up. Uh, I'm supposed to get into Oklahoma 7 uh, Oklahoma City. Uh, At 11 o'clock in the morning, he said he's going to pick me up in the truck at the airport, and we're going to leave for New York City, Uh, hopefully right then. So uh, just pray for us. Uh, We'll see how that works. Uh, We will be stopping uh, Tuesday night. I'm not going to drive around the clock. Um, When I was young and stupid, I used to do that. Don't do it anymore. I don't know how many times I'm going to meet. uh, I've come actually close to going to heaven doing that kind of stuff. And uh, I'm going to meet one worn out guardian angel up there somewhere. And so, but uh, praise the Lord for his protection. Anything else that needs to be added to the list? Rhoda? Okay, yes. Under Rhoda? Rhoda? Uh, put down job and brother Bajolo let's pray also
0: for my sister Liu uh, Liu uh, Baholo. for um, at this uh, tonight um, uh, no no tonight uh, tonight is Monday in the Philippines Monday, uh, Monday morning um, she's going to have her Uh, what's that, hip bone um, surgery. Hip bone surgery, um, actually, uh, she has already, uh, what's this, breast cancer. And because of the, uh, I don't know what's going on, the cells spreading out, uh, throughout her parts of her body uh, was already affected. And by the by, her doctor says that she's going to undergo his her hip bone
1: uh, first before her breast surgery. Okay. So. Okay. So pray for Brother Jobert's sister. Very serious situation, cancer, and is her hip broken? This joint hmm.
0: This, um, I don't know. It's actually this this joint, and then the there is something to put on that will make Okay, Okay, so
1: just pray for his sister needs of surgery and all of those things, that's pretty serious stuff, so anyone else? Frida? Okay, keep Frida in prayer under health, she's meeting with the surgeon this week, right? Oh, June 13th, okay, so next week All right, and uh, Elizabeth? Oh, okay, go do Elena first. That's I'm sorry,
0: okay. Please pray for my daughter-in-law Marina. Upcoming, oh, yes, I'm sorry, Um, I didn't put that on. It's second opinion, Uh, she is pregnant now, so okay. Pray
1: for Elena's daughter-in-law, she is pregnant and complications and she's coming up to New York City from Maryland to get a second opinion so pray for her there
0: I just would like to lift up my sister uh, Catherine that she's having spinal surgery and I just pray that God would just give her grace and healing and just God's will be done in her life
1: Okay, that's your sister Catherine that's having spinal surgery any time they operate on your back, that is a very, very serious thing. All right, and Dave. Oh wow! What's her name again? Amy. Okay, that's Brother Dave's supervisor at work. Has an infection in her pancreas. Okay, let's break up and pray.